Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Giannina, and I'll be moderating today's ESPN and ABC's NBA games on Christmas Day media calls. We have ESPN NBA analyst and Hall of Famer Hubie Brown, who will be calling the Chicago Bulls versus San Antonio Spurs game on Christmas Day at 5 p.m. Eastern, alongside Mark Jones and reporter Israel Gutierrez. Thanks for doing this call, Hubie. Surely. Before we get into the call, I'd like to make note that this is the 15th consecutive season that ESPN and ABC will combine to televise five NBA games on Christmas Day. Over 13 hours of NBA action, plus potentially 29 players that have made an all-star team, will be on ESPN and ABC networks on Christmas. These games include Boston Celtics and New York Knicks at noon Eastern on ESPN, NBA Finals rematch between the Golden State Warriors and Cleveland Cavaliers at 2.30 p.m. on ABC, Chicago Bulls at San Antonio Spurs at 5 p.m. on ABC, Minnesota Timberwolves at Oklahoma City Thunder at 8 p.m. on ESPN, and L.A. Clippers at Los Angeles Lakers at 10.30 p.m. on ESPN. We'll also have an additional media call with Jalen Rose tomorrow at noon Eastern. We'll send call-in info later today as well. So with that said, we'll, start, we'll get started with Barry Jackson from the Miami Herald, followed by Charles Holliman from the Minnesota Spokesman Recorder. You're up, Barry. Hi, Coach. Obviously, we knew, we knew there'd be a drop-off, obviously, with Miami this year with White and Bosch out. Are you surprised it's been as bad as it's been at 9-20? and 20? And do you like any of their personnel in terms of Riley trying to rebuild this thing? Well, I think when you subtract what you subtracted with Bosch and Wade, you're not just getting points, rebounds, but you're getting closing points in the last three to six minutes of the fourth quarter. So you lost a ton there. Now you've replaced that with, when you think about it, a lot of young talent uh, that has potential but has not done it in the league over an extended period of time. Then you comp- complicate things down there because of key injuries, which has made the coaching staff, how should I say, you have to be flexible in order to keep the games even close. So the the record right now, absolutely, uh, probably major disappointment to the people in Miami, but you have to look at the circumstances and be honest about it all. When you have young teams and they're put into major minutes and in closing, and depending upon who you played, uh, it comes down to uh, chemistry, working together, and I always say November and December are the tryouts, really. Now let's see what happens from January on as you move uh, further because you have such a young team. Thanks. And, and up there, one, one other thing, are there young pieces? Who do you especially like, obviously, beyond Whiteside? Do you, do you like Winslow and Richardson as young building block pieces, Tyler Johnson? Well, I think it comes down to whether you think they are good enough for you to be a playoff team with the three of them as starters, or are they complementary to the other four starters? Or are you looking at them as saying they can produce at that level? Well, only the coaching staff who has them on a daily basis can see the consistency or lack of that and then also the athletic talent for coming off the bench. 
because they might be better playing coming off the bench and then changing defenses, et cetera, and so forth, depending upon the style of play. Thank you. You're up, Charles? Yes. Thank you, Coach Brown. Surely. I just want to uh, echo. I I hope it's not echoing. Sorry. Okay, uh, Coach Brown, if you could if, if you could speak on on Minnesota and how they're doing so far. So the thing that you said about Miami uh, also applies to Minnesota and how they haven't just started some this season. Well, first of all, you have a new coaching staff that's going to set in a different type of discipline to get the necessary. Results. Right now, you have with Wiggins and Towns, there's no doubt about it, but then you have some other positions which, night in and night out, might not be getting you what you are looking for if you are going to make a run in the West to be in the playoffs. Now, we know that it takes a new coaching staff because I myself have been in that situation three times with young teams. Young teams do not grasp onto, A, the importance of every possession, the importance of the defensive, not the first rotation, but the second rotation, and sometimes the third when you're playing a great team. They don't grasp all of that, and they've never had to be accountable. So consequently, what you're looking for here is which guys are going to be with you as you play in the second half of the season. We're one-third of the way through right now. So you're looking at January and February. When you have a young team, these are the dog days. These are where the young teams can steal wins against the plus 500 teams, but then they must take advantage of the home court. Then the confidence comes for the last two months. And you say, why March and April? Because that's when the playoff teams zero in because every day they see the standings in the newspaper or on their phone. They understand that the definite playoff teams are going to be jockeying for positions. So now every game to them in March and April is magnified. But I love your coaching staff. Uh, Thibodeau has done it. Uh, He was uh, outstanding as an assistant coach uh, in every stop. And then when he got his opportunity, he did it big time in Chicago. But discipline, chemistry, comes with accountability. And that takes time with a young team. Uh, Coach Brown, if I can follow up on this, uh, is is it too soon to assess any surprises or disappointments in the league so far? Well, I think, see, uh, when you're coaching a league, you look at it this way. Number one, have we had any serious injuries? Now, there's some very excellent teams here that have had serious injuries. Then, if you were a borderline team from making the playoffs or not, first of all, what about the injury factor? Have we been healthy? Number two, where have you played your games? Have you played them at home or on the road. This is important, especially when you have a young team. Uh, now, I'll give you a good example there. Boston, as you know, uh, is right up there 
you know, they're in a, a log jam from uh, three down to like uh, 12 in the east. But he, here's the thing. When Christmas Day is over, they will have played 12 home games and 19 road games. So consequently, that you might not be happy with their record right now, but they're going to have seven home games to make up. That is big. So that's why I say to you, uh, where, what's the record? Where are you? And then what are you against the plus 500 teams? Then, only then, would you have to uh, say that a team is not playing to its potential. Because if it's injuries, well, come on. I mean, uh, what kind of a bench? Uh, do you have veterans or do you have a young team? And this, this will be dictated as you look at home and away. Where are you against the plus 500s? Where did you play the games against the plus 500s? Because now you're being real in your locker room when you're talking to your team. Thank you very much, Coach. Okay. We'll continue with David Glacier from Cleveland's News Herald, followed by Barry Janoff from Media Post. You're up, David. Coach David Glacier from the News Herald in Cleveland. You yeah, just sure, David. mentioned injuries. Um, looking at the release from Cavs, J.R. Smith out four to six weeks with a broken um, right thumb. So just uh, the first of two questions I want to ask is how does this impact the Cavs? short run and medium run. Yeah, well, this is a, a, a major issue, as we know, because not only can he get you 10 to 12 points in five minutes, he not only is an improved defensive player, and he showed that in the finals last year. But as I look at Cleveland, I look at it this way. You lost Mozgov. That was, oh, well, that's okay. We got, well, now Anderson's gone. So now you've lost two guys. All right, then at the point guard position, which to me is shaky because Mo Williams retires and then you lose Delavadova. Now, you can't lose defensive guys like Delavadova and Mozgov who help you without suffering. And to me, when Mo Williams left and retired, that put a, a, a major question mark on that backup point guard now. Because you don't have a defender in Delavadova, and you don't have a score like Mo Williams. People forget when he played 19 games last year for Irving uh, that he was able to score what he scored. People forget that. But to me, J.R. Smith is going to be a major loss here now, not only because of the points and the perimeter ability to make the big shot with the clock down, but also his improved defense out on the perimeter. Yeah, you can replace them with some other guys back there, but do they give you the combination of points and the defensive factor? Is it your hunch to tell that, that they'll do that from within, Hubie, or that they'll have to go outside um, and get creative with their, I think you have an $11 million yeah, well, salary step. Yeah, I know. That's a, that's a tough question. Uh, because only management can really answer that. I can't answer that for management. Uh, the other factor is is that, for me, uh, can Dunleavy uh, give you minutes there and give you points, uh, but you're not going to have the defense. Uh, do you use Shumpert there for the defense? But then again, that's a questionable offense for the type of points that you're accustomed to getting uh, from J.R. Smith. 
Now, Jr. to me, I don't know what the reading is of when he comes back. I don't know uh, uh, how far we're going to forecast that. Now, if he comes back in the uh, uh, end of January or into February, that's not a problem because then you're still going to be able to make a strong run because you are going to be the heavy favorite, as we know, to come out of the East, no matter where you, where you place in the playoffs. When, if you have everyone healthy, you're going to come out of there and be the heavy favorite. So I don't know if management would jump to that conclusion quickly to uh, let's go out and get another guy and bring in another guy that has to adjust to all of what you're doing there. And then all of a sudden, JR comes back, and now you got a guy there. Yeah, sure, that's protection, no doubt about it, except for one thing. Where are you over the cap? Do you want to keep adding? You know, I, so that's management. Sorry, well, one, one last. Just It's not your game Sunday, but the, but the Cavs against the uh, Warriors. Are, are these two the, still the same two teams you profile for potential third straight finals uh, showdown or uh, are other teams seriously in the mix now? Well, here's, here's what I said at the beginning of the year. Golden State, all right, Barnes is gone. They got the rent. Okay, the points are there. All right, but what about the three centers, Barbosa, okay, and Barnes? They are five of your top ten scorers. So not only did they lose uh, Barnes, but they get the rent, but also they lost this rebounding. Now, if you look at their second unit a year ago, it was one of the top in the league offensively and defensively, and that's why they were so good. Now, can they develop a second unit to match what they had last year with the rebounding, shot blocking, points in the paint without calling a play? So, I would still say they're off and running. They have an incredible road record. Uh, their home record is, is outstanding. The three guys are playing terrific basketball, and they've all taken less shots. And if you look at it, Curry and Durant always average over 20 shots. Now the three guys are all in the 20s in points. And how about the fact that all three guys are averaging only 17 shots? See, they've accepted their role. They've accepted their role to take less shots to get the chemistry needed. So, hey, they're number one in differential. They're number one in points. And then how about the other end? They're number one in steals and shot blocking. So it's coming, uh, and they should be favored. Now, as far as you, I said that earlier, uh, once you guys get it all together and everybody's going to be healthy, I can't see anyone in the East beating you in a seven-game series, and I think that you'll be heavily favored. So it should be a great game on Christmas, but also a feeling-out game of all of the new pieces, second unit versus second unit, the different matchups on the first units now, uh, especially with Smith out, okay? And then also, what will Lovers' condition be on Sunday? Which way will they go? Would they go with LeBron at power forward, or, you know, would they play five? What would they do? Well, we won't know that until we turn on the television. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas. Surely. So, same to you. Barry Janoff from Media Post, you're up. 
Hey, hey, Coach, thanks for taking the time, and happy holidays. Oh, thank you. Um, you mentioned Durant already, but um, uh, uh, Dennis uh, Wade and um, Rose also um, changed teams during the, the offseason. Do you see how, how are they fitting in as far as chemistry-wise, or is it too early to tell yet with their, with their respective teams? Yeah, well, first of all, uh, let's use Rose. Uh, Rose and, and Noah miss almost the entire camp, okay? Then both guys have been injured since they've started the season. But uh, give the Knicks a lot of credit now. The Knicks are 15 and 13. Now, the Knicks are 10 and 4 at home. Well, any time that Rose plays, they have naturally much better, much better offensive flow, and they've got a guy that can get you 16, 18 points. And like last night, he was in the 20s. Now, will he remain healthy? Will Noah remain healthy? That's that question. The Wade factor, as they move through the season, one of the Jekyll and Hyde teams right now is Chicago. Because you look at that and you say, you know, Chicago right now is only 14 and 13. Why do they play in spurts? They have six guys up front, meaning the starter and the backup, and then Portis as a seventh guy. They have excellent front court talent. But then in the backcourt, the Wade-Rondo combination is good some nights. Their last game, they were terrific. The entire unit was terrific. But previous to that, they were struggling. So I always go back to when you change, like you had to change, a guard and a two-guard and a center on your starting unit. And that complicates your bench flow. But if you look at them, Wade has been doing a solid job, but what they lack is a good backup at that position in Chicago. So what, what was it, uh, Wade and what was the other one? Uh, Derek Rose. Oh, yeah, yeah well, Derek Rose. Now, look, Durant, uh, give Durant his due. Yeah. Uh, no one thought that he would take the necessary less shots. When Boston went out and got Ray Allen and made the thing for Garnett, the big trade, when they joined Paul Pierce, every one of those three guys averaged between 22 and 24 shots. When they came to Boston, they win the championship, all three guys bought into 14 shots a game. Now, don't coaches know how tough that is, all right? Because the player at the status that they are, Right, at the all-NBA level, when you ask a guy to step all the way back and accept five or six less shots than what he's accustomed to getting, he's got to buy into that. And Durant has done a magnificent job doing that because he's taking, believe it or not, as of today, 16.7 shots, where Curry and Thompson are averaging 17. Now, who would have thought that? But yet because of his incredible ability to get to the line and shoot a high percentage, he's right up there at 25-7. So you've got to give him a ton of credit for how he has blended. Yeah, and I want to ask you quickly, today is actually the 125th anniversary of the first basketball game played in Springfield. What do you think Dr. Naismith would save his game? <laughs> well, listen, 
we wouldn't have the fast breaks because at that time when they shot the ball, the ball didn't go through the rim. I'm I'm pretty sure. I think that they had to go up and take it out of the out of the out of the net. Okay. No, but that's a great question by you. But I, I think that he might have a, a mild heart attack because of the amount of threes that are being shooting. He never thought of the three-point line. So uh, a great question. Uh, but listen, uh, have a great holiday, and, and thanks Thank a lot. You. Thank you. Good luck on Sunday. Thank you. We're going to end the conference call there. Thanks to all of the media for your questions, and thank you, Hubie, for your time today. All right. Thank you now.